Good morning, my friends, and welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I help codependents rediscover their well-being and their happiness by coming to know, love, and live who they are. So if that is you, you're in the right place. I'm excited to have you here. Today we're going to be talking about, we're actually going to start a new series. It's called The Nature of, he- of Healing. And today's episode one, and I asked the question, what is healing? really so we're gonna be talking about that (coughs) before we get started i want to remind you of the community the community is your safe haven here on the internet where you can find tools guidance and support in your journey back to yourself back to your well-being and happiness the link is above on facebook in the description below in the description on youtube and if you're listening via podcast you can go to www.freethesalve.com and click the community up in the main menu and join there or you can look at the description below in your podcast app and click the link there so i'm excited to have you here thank you for being here and being part of my journey for sharing my material out to people you know will benefit from it and for subscribing and being here i really appreciate it guys because you're helping me succeed in my desire to help people become more free from their codependency which really means freedom to be who they are, to be happy, and to enjoy their life on their terms. So that's my goal, my objective, and I appreciate your support in that. So, episode number one, The Nature of Healing. What is healing really? So my adventure in healing, my experience in healing, all started with the concept of trying to fix myself so let me know in the comments below (laughs) that's you too because fixing ourselves is like the thing we've been told to do most of the time in our lives especially if we have either grown up in emotionally toxic harmful or unavailable family dynamics or we're in toxic unavailable um, or abusive relationships or generally we're dealing with people who are immature and haven't grown up yet, we're going to be told to fix ourselves, you know, fix those feelings. You're not supposed to feel this feeling or that feeling. You're not supposed to have this kind of reaction or response. You're supposed to be this way and that way so that I can feel a certain way. This is what I would call um, surrogate emotional regulation, meaning we have to show up a certain way so they can feel a certain way. Rather than us all being adults and mature and actually, you know, regulating our own emotions and working to understand the impact the other person is experiencing and vice versa. So that's what we start off with. We think that our feelings are wrong, that they're a signal that something wrong with us. And so that leads us to think that we need to fix ourselves. We need to fix the fact that we have needs, that we have wants, that we are different from others we need to fix the fact that we have uh, emotions of some type whether like shame or guilt or fear i tried to fix my fear for decades um i tried to fix my my sense of insecurity or my sense of inadequacy and things like that fix 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 because these sensations these feelings meant that there was something wrong with me that's where we typically start out from is fixing and fixing is a means to try to control who we are so that we can become what we think other people's people want us to be so that we get love we get connection we get belonging 
so that we can calm our attachment distress, so that we can feel like we're seen, valued, and loved. That's really the goal in fixing, is to shape ourselves in a way that we think will be pleasing to others. And this leads us to try to control and force our healing to happen in a certain way. That results in a lot of backfire. In fact, we don't succeed in our healing because when we inevitably experience what we typically call setbacks, we give up. Because we come from an all-or-nothing point of view in healing that says, hey, it should be working, and it should work instantly, and if it doesn't, nothing works. So we give it one or two tries, sometimes a few tries, and then things, you know, we, re- we go through our relapse or our setback, and we, we give up. Well, in reality, healing is actually an organic experience that's nonlinear. It's not going to work in this straight-line path from state A to state B. It's going to work in a different way. Namely, it's going to work in a pattern of a Mobius strip. So I'm gonna, I am gonna open up an app here, and we're going to draw it. So I'm gonna click that and bring that open, and then I'm gonna switch the screen over. For those of you on the podcast, I am going to describe this. All right. So now we have the app open. So most people look at healing. I'm gonna choose a color here apparently uh, and there. all right so most people look at healing as a straight line so we have event a or feeling a and then we have event b or feeling b and we think okay i should be able to just go straight over there by fixing the feeling by eliminating the emotion or trying to control or change myself so i become this ideal version of myself over here in b reality healing is actually i'm gonna change the size here it's this it's the mobius strip or the infinity sign so what happens in our lives is we go through an event this event creates something called a reference point mm-hmm. a reference point is a thing the brain creates in order to understand it, its experience and then interpret the past present <coughs> and the future And so reference points contain all the information of the experience, including sensations, emotions, facts, and details, um, smells, taste, touch, things like that. We all have reference points for everything. You have a reference point for for fresh bread right now or for chocolate. And now you're immediately starting to recall your experience of those things. Well, that's a reference point in action. When we go through a big event like a trauma, like a loss, like an abandonment, like harm or, or a profound hurt, it creates a reference point. And then the brain uses that reference point to navigate the present and the future. This is how our past projects itself onto the present and future. Well, healing is all about this reference point. So when we are going through a healing thing, what has to happen is we have to update the reference point over and over and over so it evolves into a different reference point. So this is why we revisit traumatic events until we find closure and integration. Sometimes that can take a lot of time because it can be complex, it can have a lot of layers, it can be interwoven with other aspects of our life. 
Sometimes it's really simple and we're able to close that quick and move on with our lives. But that happens because we're going in, we're orbiting this thing back and forth in that figure eight loop. So we, we come past the reference point. The first time we're like, ouch, that hurt, I validated, it's real. So we come back again and it's a little less painful. And we get a little more clarity like, wow, that was really real and that really hurt me. We come back again, it's like, hmm, yeah, that hurt, but I'm not that person or that doesn't define me anymore. And we come back again, oh, yeah, that, that really sucked, but I'm freer from it, so on, so on and so forth. We're evolving our healing with this reference point because we're changing the reference point each time we encounter it. This is typically what we call a setback. We think that, oh, now I'm revisiting it again. I must have screwed up because it's gone, not gone because we think healing is a linear process when actually it's nonlinear and it's organic. So our setbacks are actually gifts for us. We're going to talk more about that in tomorrow's episode. So, my friends, when we're dealing with healing, it's actually something that's emergent from us. I've got some notes here I'm going to pull up to keep me on track here because I want to make sure I'm getting you this in the way I wrote it down because it's pretty powerful. All right. So, yeah, we don't control our healing. What we do is we discover our healing. See, Part of healing is the evolution of our relationship to our sense of identity and value. And so when we are moving through healing a trauma, healing a painful hurt, something in the past or present that's affected us, we are actually evolving our relationship to that event, like we talked about at that reference point. We're also evolving our relationship to ourselves. Because a lot of times these kinds of events that we're working on have shaped our sense of self. They've taught us to look at ourselves as unworthy, shameful, ugly, unwanted, broken, flawed, a burden, things of that nature. And as we heal that trauma, we also shift our perspective on ourselves and it's like, oh, I'm lovable. I'm whole. I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm a good person. I'm worthwhile. I'm worth knowing, loving, and keeping. I like myself. So we start to discover who we are beyond that trauma, beyond the codependent habits that might have emerged out of it, beyond our own conclusions about ourselves. And this empowers us to move further and further into what's called integration. Integration is the concept that when we are harmed, traumatized, our sense of self kind of splinters. We, we get different parts of ourselves that get locked into different experiences and points in time. That means they're kind of exiled. And then we bring them home. We bring them back into our awareness. We connect to them through our body, through our experience. We legitimize them. We allow them to integrate into who we are. So a practical example of this would be like our anger. A lot of times we have displaced or pushed away or denied our anger. But in through healing, we start to acknowledge our anger, legitimize it, and allow it to integrate into our experience. This allows us to become more whole and complete to ourselves. And it shifts the way we see our anger and the way we see ourselves. Because we start to feel more empowerment, more clarity, 
our decisiveness because our anger evolves into assertiveness, evolves into confidence, into an internalized sense of safety because we're able to take action, stand up for ourselves, and protect ourselves. So that's an example of how healing updates our sense of identity and shifts our sense of the of reality and ourself through integration now healing is organic i mentioned that a few times in our session today but organic means that it happens on its own it's sometimes spontaneous like boom it's done sometimes it's it's um not what we expect because again we can't control it our job here with healing is to receive what shows up as we do the work that teaches us who we're becoming it gives us power to guide our healing and continue to receive what shows up and allows it allows our healing to teach us and lead us and guide us because ultimately you're the authority in your world and your healing is your guide in that world so it's organic that also means it's non-linear which means it's not going to always make sense sometimes you're working on thing a and that's not making a whole lot of progress so you start working on thing c and suddenly thing a resolves or or, or or evolves and transforms into something else we don't get to control it we just get to to receive it and that non-linear nature is also a good indicator that you're actually healing and that you're being guided by your organic nature in healing back to yourself so it's a good thing it's a positive thing it's something that i've learned to trust in my own work in healing and it's made big leaps for me in moving out of deep insecurity deep inadequacy more confidence more peace of mind more of a sense of just rest and peace because now i am no longer um, seeking to fix myself or be a particular way I'm actually quite comfortable just being where I'm at and letting myself grow from there as it comes out, you know, as the organic results start to emerge. And lastly, again, real healing evolves you. It evolves your sense of self. It evolves your relationship to others. It evolves your relationship to life. Because in real healing, we are nurturing our needs. We're getting connected with our true identity. We're nurturing our sense of value and our sense of personal autonomy in the world. Because trauma, abuse, harm, neglect, they make the world a very scary place. We feel very lost in the world a lot of times, very out of control, powerless, helpless. Real healing brings us back to our personal center of power, our personal ability to take action, our personal autonomy, and then we are able to affect and influence the world on our behalf in ways that are healthy for us and others and that promote what we want to experience on a regular basis for us. So real healing is organic, it's discovered, it's nonlinear, and it evolves who you are. It's also, and you know this, it's been challenging. It can be confronting, it can be exhausting. And that's one of the things about healing we want to be real mindful of, is not to push it, but to allow it and invite it. Because we don't need to exceed our capacities. We don't need to burn ourselves out in healing. What we need to do is respect what our capacity is, what our needs are, nurture those, and that continues to support our healing, our integration, and our growing sense of safety 
and, and growing sense of occupying our own space and sovereignty in this world so that we can have more peace and well-being. So that's the nature of healing. So my friends, let me know in the comments below your thoughts on today's training. I appreciate you being here. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're on the podcast, hit the subscribe button. Share this out to people you know will benefit from it. And then go gently with yourself. Explore how you're, how, give yourself an experiment and explore what it's like to allow your healing to guide you, to get curious about what you're going to discover about yourself and about the world as you heal, and allow yourself to evolve and change in your reality. So appreciate you being here. Remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And I will see you guys in our next episode where we're going to discuss the uh, what setbacks really are and how to work with them so that they promote further well-being and they move towards nurturing our needs and connecting us more to ourselves and to others so there you go have a safe day and i'll see you guys later bye, -bye.